everyone and welcome to another episode of let me just say this okay listen i am so excited for this episode because i got two of my best friends on my favorite queers are actually on here <laughs> we're here and we're queer baby back and we're better so we have austin y'all know austin yeah y'all know who it our is. favorite of all the favorites and then my bestie rich ann is here for the first time ever do you want to introduce yourself yeah you guys can call me rich <laughs> <laughs> My favorite soft stud. <laughs> like, really, are you a soft stud? Yes. Okay, definitely. cool. So, yeah, my favorite soft stud is here. And the reason why I chose my queer friends is because I realized I'm a little bit queer. And we're going to talk about that today because I think I'm 10% gay. Everyone else says I'm around 33%, but I don't agree. I would say 45. <laughs> y'all. We will see. So, let's go ahead and get on into it. I want to talk about myself first and y'all know this but i had my queer awakening last year mm-hmm. at the end of last year mm-hmm. and it's so funny because rich always says she knew like she knew mm-hmm. that i was Did that girl really? oh yeah from the beginning i knew <laughs> what was there like a no she's just sweet a little razzle dazzle she's got a little sugar in the tank you know i do uh, have a little sugar and, in my tank. and it comes out when she drinks you know, uh, okay now. The, the truth comes out when now you that drink. I know. <laughs> no, the truth is when I when I drink, I do. Okay, I just remember my birthday. Mm-hmm. What was it? My twenty third birthday. Mm-hmm. We were at the club, and I was like grinding on Rich. I remember mm-hmm. biting her neck, and at that moment, I think yep. I biting knew. her neck. Wait, this was 2021. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, my wow. neck licked on my damn face. Everything. And I was like, I think when I get, okay, first of all, when I get drunk or under the influence of alcohol, I am free as a fucking bird. So I'm saying everything that's on my mind. I'm doing whatever I want. And I get kind of horny. So sometimes that fluidity comes out. But for a long time, I was like, well, it's only when I'm drunk or it's only like certain people or it's only, you know, this one person that can bring out the queer in me. But the more I'm like progressing day by day the more i realize the queer in me is actually there all the time all the time but i will say and i'm sure you have your own like opinion on this but i will say that i am not like i would say i'm bisexual but i'm not like lesbian that's fair. And, and i would say that only because i'm not romantically interested in women but i'll definitely take your bitch down like i'll definitely <laughs> fuck your girl yeah, for cardio, if I wanted to, <laughs> to be honest. And that'll be cardio. it. And I know you guys have like this thing, like women who are only gay for like a season or only gay for like a little bit. Or I don't know if you, if like guys have that, like, you know, guys who are just gay because it's, like, it's a whole different thing with niggas though. Because niggas just, niggas be experimenting, quote unquote, experimenting. They they get they go you through a season really of experimentation and I just let niggas live. You experiment if that's what you want to call it, that's what we gonna call it. I don't think mine was experimentation though. Definitely I think not. well, okay, let me run it back because first of all, I had my first queer experience, my first experience with a woman last year, and I enjoyed every moment of it. It was like you're so pretty. No, you're so pretty. I loved that. I lived <laughs> for it. It was so fun. And, but it shocked me so bad. I was like, yo, I woke up the next morning. I said, uh-uh. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, I did And I was like, actually, yes, You're I did. just like, but I'm not gay. But I'm not gay, though. <laughs> <laughs> I was very shocked. I was very shocked just because 
I didn't think you had it in you. I was like, yeah, when you met Jesus. me, I was way more modest. Yeah, you were. I mean, that was a front though. I was always a freak nasty, but I had a man, so I felt like I had to act like a wife. So, yeah, yeah a those period of bondage. Over. Yeah, bondage for sure. Thank you, God, for freeing me from those shocks. <laughs> but the point is, I was in shock, but I don't know why. Because low-key, all throughout my life, I felt an attraction for women. Like, oh, my God, she's beautiful. There were times where I was like, maybe I could sleep with a woman. And I spoke to my friend Shabria, and she was like, yeah, like, in high school, you would say, yeah, I would do that. But, like, she never anticipated me actually mm-hmm. acting on it. But actually, to the childhood thing, when I was a kid, I can't remember how old I was. I have to have been like five, six, maybe seven. Girl. No. (laughs) No judgment. I had a friend. I had a best friend, another little girl. She lived in our complex. And we would role play. Like, we would actually role play. And... For whatever selfish reason on that bitch's behalf, I always had to be the daddy and she had she could be the mama, which translated to me being the aggressor and she being the submissive. That fits. That fits. And we would like literally like make out. I know that sounds terrible, but really that's like my first childhood experience with a girl. Mm-hmm. And then I had another friend like years later who like tried it with me. She was like, let's go in the closet. I was like, mm-mm. At that point I was like, no, I'm not gonna do it, girl. But I think Maybe it's because of just how my childhood was set up. Because I have a very, like, non-traditional childhood. So I was exposed to things a lot younger than other kids. Where things like kissing a girl never felt, like, taboo to me. It never felt wrong to me. Growing up, I never felt like being gay or liking the same sex was wrong. I never judged. I always was, like, a super big supporter. Because to me, it's just like, all right, you like it? I love it. And on a real note, like I do, I love it for you. So when I did have my first adult experience, I didn't feel like ashamed or anything because I was like, okay, it's fine. I just feel like I shocked myself because I was so like strictly dickly that I was like, yeah, I just want niggas. And then I was like, actually, I could suck on Teddy's too. Meanwhile, I was unfazed the entire time when you told me. I was just like, well, yeah, I know. I know you weren't. Okay. Finally having finally. I was shocked as fuck. (laughs) Some people were shocked, some people weren't. You know, I guess it is what it is at this point, but I do find myself now, even when I'm drunk, like at the club, like I might see a girl, I'm like, actually, yeah, I'm a a fuck on her. Like for real. And I gotta (laughs) remind myself, Naya, you gotta like know your boundaries, bitch. Like, (laughs) stop. (laughs) Stop flirting with everybody. Like, you can't grope people. Like, that's wrong. And normally, because I was thinking about it, because I'm a girl and we're girls and we, like, touch each other. But mm-hmm. I have to understand, like, if I'm coming from a sexual place, like, I have to be careful with that. So that kind of reminded me. Especially last week, because one of the girls, I said, mm, what you, like, <laughs> like <dead laughs> <laughs> For real. But now I'm like, okay, well, the guy that I end up with, because I know I will end up with a man. Like I said, I'm not romantically interested in women. But the guy that I end up with, will I will definitely tell him, like, yeah, I'm into girls a little bit. Not that I will introduce that into my relationship. If I think you're a little too territorial to actually I'm very, introduce it. Hey, hey, I will mm. knock a bitch head smooth the fuck <laughs> off. She even breathed right in your direction. It's over. So, no, I couldn't share. But I think early on, like in that dating stage, mm. if it's like me, her, and him, I'm okay with that. But once we're like locked in, we're committed, or we're married, no. No way. That's fair. So, yeah, that was my game awakening. <laughs> 
explanation. <laughs> but really, I want to hear about y'all. Because they say everybody's is different. I watch hella YouTube videos about people and they're like coming out story. Mind you, when I told my mom I had sex with a woman, she was not surprised either. She said, yeah, it was just your turn in the lineup of my kids to, <laughs> to have that experience. Because my sisters are also queer, like all of them. I'm the, the last one to really come out. And she was just like, it's a normal experience. Like, it's a normal thing. And thankfully, I don't come from a family that's like religious or judgmental. I mean, even though my granny did tell my sister she would end up in, you know, the fish fry if she didn't get saved. <laughs> she still wasn't like, I'm going to kick you off. She was like, I love you, but you might go to the fish fry. Like, I'm just being real. Like, that's what she said. <laughs> and so, thankfully, I'm not in that type of environment, but I can't imagine how that is. And I just want to hear from your two perspectives. So I think you guys have two very different. Maybe, maybe not. Do you want to go? Go ahead first, Rich. The people want to hear from Rich, don't you? <laughs> the people want to hear from Rich. First of all, Rich, let me just say this. The reason why Rich probably brought out the queer in me is because Rich got big dick energy. We always talk about this. She we do. Y'all, Rich could this. trick me out of my fucking drawers. I'm not even playing with you. Laugh me right out these panties, like easily. Very easily. Wow. And I think that's why I was more comfortable with you because I had never been comfortable like that with a girl before. Those are just out of me right now. <laughs> um, let's see. My first experience, I was probably same age, like six or seven. Um, I remember it vividly because a girl kissed me, and um, I was like, okay, what do I do with this? And the only thing I knew to do was tell my grandmother. It was like a grew up in church so it was like a church camp type thing but it wasn't an overnight thing it was like you go every day you know one of those and the girl kissed me I told my grandmother and <laughs> my grandmother told this girl's guardian and I was just like okay well that's that uh, a few years later I ended up someone kissed me and it was like we were kissing it was an overnight thing we were kissing the whole night next day Never spoke about it. Saw this person again a year later. Never spoke about it. Um, but when I realized that I had an attraction to women, it was... Um, I actually told this girl about it. You know, she's still one of my friends. But this was back when I lived in England. And uh, she was my one of my best friends. We had a little crew of four. She was one of my best friends. And I just adored her. She was like the first girl I ever fell in love with. I thought she was the most beautiful thing. She ended up becoming a model too, of course. Um, but like that girl, I was like so in love with her. Never did anything with her. I was just infatuated with her. Uh, but my first girlfriend, I was 16. And um, she told me she was bi. At the time, I was very, very close with my mother. So I told my mother and she was like, well, that's okay. You can, you know, accept everyone. Of course, Christian perspective. Accept everyone, but, you know, don't let her influence you. Like, okay. A few months later, me and this girl are dating. Um, and that becomes exposed because the girl who was, the lady who was doing my hair was a bus monitor. So she heard the kids in school talking about it. Wait, what is a, uh, oh, a bus monitor. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so she called my mother a week later. Well, that day I was pulled out of school. My family, my mother called like a family conference. We, we do 
family calls and all that stuff. So I got pulled out of school. I was out of school for like a week. And then they, my family decided together that it was best to keep me in that school as opposed to, you know, putting me in a different school, which was the, the other option was a Christian school. Um, so they kept me in the same school, but like, I was not allowed to talk to this girl. Mm. I wasn't supposed to be around her. I wasn't, you know, um, it got very bad where like emails between me and this girl were printed out and given to the, uh, what do you call it? Headminister? The headmaster. Headmaster, yeah. Um, we're given to the headmaster of school. In America, we call that the principal. Principal, thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, so they were given to that, that guy. And so every teacher was made aware that me and this girl weren't supposed to be around each other. Um, there was one in particular, my math teacher, I will never forget her, Mrs. Pope. Mm. If you ever hear this, screw you. Um, she would call my mother every time she saw us in the hallway together. Like, even if we weren't actually together, just in the hallway at the same time, she would call my mother. Um, yeah, it became like, I was, I ended up being with her for like a year, probably like two or three months. Um, but the entire time we weren't allowed to be out. Mm. So, um, fast forward about 10 years, I actually came out <laughs> officially, officially and told my mother, okay, you're just going to have to deal with this. This is me. But my coming out story or my awakening was like, it took a while for me to realize, oh, I'm really gay. Um, and most of that was because of my conflict with religion as well. Mm. And my mother not accepting me as a person. Well, as a gay person. She yeah. always loved me. I never doubted that, but the gay part was the gay unacceptable. Part was <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, that was my story. Your turn. Oh my goodness, Rich. <laughs> I mean, I'm over it now. Like, you know, I've spoken to my mother and all that stuff. Like, mm -hmm. I won't say that she's 100% accepting of it, but she's a lot further along in that journey than mm -hmm. before <laughs> okay then is it my go okay it is um wait what's the first part what am i supposed to talk about again <laughs> your gay awakening like coming oh. out or when you knew well first of all when you first knew you were gay and then you're coming out well for me i always knew i was gay child like when i was in elementary school i thought boys were fine as fuck I did. <laughs> like i thought women were beautiful but like i thought men were like fine like mm -hmm. i just knew that you know but, <laughs> um i came out when i was i think i was like 16 15 see how old are you in the 10th grade 16 I think I was grade? 16. I'm the wrong like person to ask. I think it was like right before I turned 16. Um, but I just wrote my parents a letter. Oh. Like I wrote them a letter, slid it under their bedroom door. And it was in the middle of the night too, y'all. It was at like two in the morning. I wrote them a long ass letter, <laughs> slid it under the door. Then I woke up, get in the car, go to school. And then when I get back home, my mom is like, she's like, uh, she sent me a text and she was like, come to the basement. Me and your dad want to talk to you. I'm like, oh, here we go. Here go the bullshit. So I go down there um, and it was a very emotional affair. Like Aww. they were just basically like, well, my mom was basically like, yeah, you know, like 
you know we love you and we support you no matter what, yada, yada, yada. And my dad was the same way. I think the part that threw me off was just my dad was just more reserved in his reaction, mm-hmm. which understandable, like he's a black man who grew up in mm-hmm. the South, like in mm-hmm. the church. So that was understandable. But it just threw me off because he was like, I am in my mind, I'm like, maybe he was looking out for me when he said this. But now as an adult, I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But he was basically like, just don't let nobody know you're gay or whatever. Or, oh, like, yeah. And for me, back then, I was like, okay, like, that's smart. Like, I don't want to be, like, isolated or ostracized. Yeah. But now, as an adult, I'm like, why would you tell me to do that? Like, basically <laughs> telling me to hide. Yeah, like, that's how I feel about it now. But, I mean, I still don't fault my dad. So, dad, if you hear this, just know I don't blame your ass, nigga. I'm just saying. It's probably just to protect you. Yeah. yeah. Like, I understand you want, you want it to protect me. But me, as a parent, I would probably do it differently, is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Not saying you're, you did anything wrong, nigga. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. I would have done it differently. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, throughout high school, like, I didn't date girls. And I didn't really tell anybody that I was gay. But, like. I think people knew, like, I think people knew for sure. Mm. I mean, I was fucking with niggas on the low or a Negro on the low because I was not no whore. Mm. <laughs> Shout out to the whores, though. We have our time. But um, I was messing with one guy on the low. Um, I never, first of all, I've never had like a serious relationship with a guy either, except maybe like one. And it was more of a situation ship. And that was when I was like 22. Mm. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much it for me, like, cut and dry. Well, cheers to fucking pride, bitch. I'm happy to be a part of LGBTQIAWXYZ. Uh, sure. <laughs> you guys don't think I'm, I'm not in the alphabet community? No, you are. Mm. You definitely I'm are. I'm bisexual. Okay. All right. I'm bisexual. I feel proud to hear brother. you say it. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, like, so when you were saying, like, that you're not romantically attracted to women, you're just physically attracted. Yeah. I feel like it's the opposite for me. Like, I'm romantically attracted to women, but not physically. Oh, really? Yeah. So you can be in love with a woman? That's what you're saying? I feel like I've had female friends who I'm like, oh, my God, like, I just love her so much. Like, I would do and Like. I would want to, like, take care of her in the way that, like, a nigga would. Oh. Mm. But it's like, girl, I'm not physically attracted to it. Like, I'm just not into well, it. Well, I mean, I think it's still a spectrum. I, I think even if you identify as gay, like, okay, I'm gay, I feel like still you kind of probably, like, fall a little bit on each. Because I think we had a conversation where you were like, you would deal with the guy if he was, like, the right nigga. Would you? Oh, this is new. I think well, Rich, I'm I sitting think... right here. It's all like, we're like, <laughs> <laughs> and he said he didn't want to eat some coochie this year. So come on, oh Rich my gosh. not gonna let, let that, me. That... I'm not getting it. <laughs> Draw the line right there. No, I find I find men attractive. Like I, I have a type in men, which is strange to say. Um, but I find men attractive. I don't think that in a relationship I would work with a man because I'm as dominant as I am. Like mm-hmm. I. I can't see many men being compatible with my personality. Yeah. Like, of course, I have my soft side, soft side, right? But my dominant side is combative. My dominant side is hard to put up with. Like, you know, I'm going to run over you if you let me. So I think that would make that impossible. 
also penises. They don't really do anything for me. Okay, well, we're going to get into that in just a moment. Hold on, we're about to get into that. We're about to get into that. So, to transition into the more fun topic. I mean, that was fun. Don't get me wrong. I love talking about my gay awakening and hearing y'all's gay stories because how y'all came out. Because, to be honest, a lot of people are still in the closet. I feel like it's kind of weird to be in the closet now because I'm like... In this day and age. In this day and age, but I kind of get it. But... Just a transition. I want to talk about gay sex. Taboo subject. People hate seeing gay sex. I remember when they had that scene in P Valley between um, oh, Uncle. Was mad. Yeah, they were mm-hmm. they were so mad, and I just thought to myself, "You guys are okay with your kids seeing heterosexual sex? Like you will let your kids see full on fucking? <laughs> let it be two people of the same sex? Let alone two men?" Then it's just, oh, no, I can't look at that. It's too much for me. And I'm like, okay, goodbye. And the, that's the part that pisses me off about it because, and we ain't going to spend too long on it. Yeah. But that's the part that pisses me off about it because I'm like, to me, it's like an erasure of gay people, if you will. Yeah. Because it's like, gay people do exist. Mm-hmm. Gay people do be fucking. They fuck Like, gay people do get married. Gay people do have kids. Like, yeah. And y'all just don't want to see this shit. Entire like, it just doesn't lives. exist. That's what I find funny about being in Chuck. Like... <sighs> Like, growing up, when I heard, you know, those sermons about being gay, like, half of your people in the music ministry are gay. Let's start there. Mm-hmm. The music director the is director? 95% gay. <laughs> choir Shipping director is gay. <laughs> now, all the niggas in be. church that can sting their ass off be taking dick. I'm sorry. They probably That's do. That's why they got some good vocal cords. <laughs> Hello. Let's, <laughs> talk about Let's talk about it. Let's have a chat. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Another reason why I didn't like going to church, because I remember I went with my granny. She asked me to come for New Year's, and like the first part of the sermon was how they could, should have stopped gay marriage. I'm like, girl, shut, mind your business. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> and everybody else's business. Please stop it, okay? People are out here living their lives, and that includes mm-hmm. sex. And so I think for a lot of people, the portrayal of gay sex, at least for people who haven't had gay sex, is through like porn or through the media like which shows. even then you don't see it on tv like i said because yeah. they it's so taboo it's so like brown upon they don't want to show it and the mm-hmm. thing about p valley is i like the sex scene because it was passionate it was between two people that loved each other you know right. what i'm saying and so it may have been graphic if you're not used to people fucking in the ass but it is what it is people do it every day straight gay or whatever yeah however it's between two people that love each other I think gay porn is like super, just like any porn, is like super tailored to the fetish. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so I've never watched male on male, but I think I watch female on female. Not often. You've never watched male on male? I've watched No, because I just. I want to show, but okay, so I want to show you a video off, <laughs> off this, <laughs> oh, and then I want you to come back and then just give me your honest take. Okay. I That's will. Funny. We can do that. I just think the thing, the only reason why I was never interested is because I like seeing vaginas. I like seeing vulvas. I think they're so pretty. I like seeing mine. I like seeing others. So if there's none involved, it just never mm. appealed to me. So I never right. watched Guy on Guy, but I know a lot of girls who do, who are straight, who watch that and there's like There's also it. a lot of gay women who watch Guy on Guy. Yeah, that too. I'm not really sure where that came from, but it that too. I don't, because I mean, <laughs> I don't watch girl on girl. I mean, I've seen girl on girl. Mm. 
But it's not something I like watch yeah. regularly. I don't go looking for like it. Yeah. Like you have to yeah. find the good ones, which makes it tedious because yeah. then you have to search through. I mean, I'm not gonna pay for porn. Why would I do that? It's free. But if you uh, if you get it free, then you have to you know do all the digging, and it's like. Ugh. Yeah, I was for a long time <laughs> the type of person that didn't save links. Like I just was like super ashamed to watch porn. <laughs> I get it now that I'm actually not even really into porn. I like like erotica. I like to hear it. I really love Dipsy. Hey, listen, eventually I will have a Dipsy sponsor on the podcast. Fingers <laughs> crossed. I love with Dipsy, hella heavy. If you know, you know. But my point is, when I had my first sexual experience with a girl. I didn't go into it thinking like, okay, this is what I've seen in the videos. Mm. Like, I really went into it thinking like, wholeheartedly and honestly, I'm going to do to her what I wish a man would do to me. Period. As you should. And I think that's why it was so great. Because I knew, I know what I want. So I'm just going to do to you what I want. And, and odds are it's similar, if not the same, or I can adjust. And it turned out to be really good. We did scissor. Okay. <laughs> I didn't plan on scissoring, but we did scissor. And I think that's probably like the most like commercialized lesbian thing that we did. But otherwise, I think it was like the standard thing. But I always wonder like, what does foreplay look like? What does like sex look like? What is the difference between like, is it the same difference with straight people versus like gay people when it comes to like making love versus fucking? Like, is is it what? How can we like, what's the difference too between guy on guy and girl on girl? I have so many questions about the strap. I she keep it in her backpack. I need to know. <laughs> I need to know like, what's what is the what is it? Mm. What is it? The strap. I should have brought. I should have brought mine so you quick, can see it. Give <laughs> us a quick rundown yeah, of what lesbian sex, sex is, because I am also interested in this. I don't want to be like the authority on lesbian sex. So let's start there. Well, just tell us That's what it's fair. like for you. <laughs> That's fair. Um, okay, I'll speak to like my situation now because, you know, there's, there's, there's two types. There's you're having sex without attachment and there's sex, having sex with attachment. Um, for me, like, the difference is emotional. I am not like the person where if it's not attachment, like, I'm not going to kiss you. I know some people do that. I find mm-hmm. that strange. I like the kiss. So the difference to me is the emotion <laughs> part. You're one of them? I, You're one of them? Yeah. I don't know. Kissing is very... Kissing is more intimate than sex to me. But go ahead, Rich. For me, it's the passion behind the kissing that changes it. Okay. I can't yeah. fuck you if we don't kiss. Right. So, you know, I like to kiss again. Um, I am very much like a passionate person when it comes to sex. Um, and I think I pride myself on, like, being able to read a woman's body. So, like, I'm going to pay attention to everything, everything you do, every reaction. I'm going to pay attention to all of that. Um, when it comes to, like, you know, some women like penetration, some don't. So you have to consider those things. Um, some women will be open to penetration. And I personally like to be to penetrate so um if i'm with someone who's open to it then i'm gonna show you why you should like it yeah so i i I really i think i would categorize myself as like a pleaser Mm -hmm. more than anything else like um 
I'm not a touch me not, but I also get pleasure from pleasing. So anything that you want, I want to be the person to provide it. <laughs> ow, 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 ow. <laughs> if you know that song, you know what it is. Um, whether that's like me going down on you, whether that's like me using my hands, I have fat hands. Um, <laughs> and ladies out there, oh, I don't know if you heard that, but she don't, said what she said. Don't do that. I'm off the market. Don't do that. Whoa! We're not gonna talk about that. We're not gonna talk about yeah, that. Leave that one alone. Um, oh my God. <laughs> I'm learning something new every day. Um, yeah, whether it's like using the strap. You know, technology these days, it comes in all different shapes and sizes, and you can have ones that vibrate or ones that don't. There are ones that uh, produce liquids. I don't buy those ones because they're weird to me. You know what I'm saying? What do you put in there? Milk? <laughs> if if I were to go that route, I would put lube in there, but I, I just think it's weird, so I just avoid it completely. Mm. Um, so do lesbians use silicone-based lube or water-based lube? I use water Okay, that's what I figured. Because yeah, I feel like the silicone will throw off your pH balance yeah, or some shit, right? they always recommend water-based. Right, versus us, silicone is best because I feel like the water just dries up quickly because, child, the booty hole ain't producing much moisture like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but go ahead, Rich. I also, um, I'm going to expose myself and my current partner. It does not require lube. So there's that. Um, Period. She said, ain't never had to put lip gloss on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. <laughs> I mean, of course, like, if you're, you know, going to switch things up and, like, do anal, then, you know, mm. all right, fine. Um, but, yeah, I don't really have to go down that path too often. Um. But yeah. Yeah, I would like to say as well, I also don't require lube. However, <laughs> it is okay if you require lube. I hate this idea that's like, I don't ever have to use lube. Some women need lube, no matter what age they are. It's okay to use lube, ladies. It's okay. Don't let nobody shame you. <laughs> it is all right. Okay. It's your turn. It's your turn, Austin. Me? <laughs> um, gay sex in a nutshell. Let's see. Very different from straight sex, lesbian sex, all of that. Um, me personally, I enjoy foreplay a lot because my my the butthole is not a vagina, so it can only handle so much. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So you can't be in that thing going crazy now because a bitch like me where it's nice and <laughs> that's tight, guys. Very tight. When it's nice and tight, like you just can't just go in that thing and just you gotta you gotta you know you gotta speak to it first. You gotta like get it to open up to you. Talk to it. That's what I'm saying. You gotta get it to open up to you. So you can't just shove that thing in there. You gotta play with it. You gotta let it let it know that you care about it a little bit first. Mm -hmm. And another thing is, if you're really trying to do the do, you have to prep. Like, really prepare for that shit if you're a nigga because mm. the asshole is made for poop to come out of it. So, you got to make sure you're nice and clean up there, which that's a whole nother 
I don't think that's for this. Yeah, we don't need to talk about douchey. If you don't yeah. know, like you or Enema or yeah, whatever, that's hey, whole Google thing. it. <laughs> Google it. High fiber diet, guys. That's Google all I will it. say. Uh, but I imagine you guys have to prep. Like if you you guys have to plan more. Yeah, because if it's if it's sporadic, then it's a no for me. Mm. It's a no for me always. Because who's doing that? Not me. <laughs> I'm not like about to fuck up my gut for some penis. Like, I'm sorry, I'm just not doing it. I, I care know, about my right. body too much. But um, mm-hmm. as you should. With niggas, it's different because it's it's a whole spectrum of things with niggas. Like, some niggas like to be dominant. Some like to be masculine. Some niggas not like to be fucked. Some niggas don't even like to be fucked. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can be a top, a bottom, a verse. If you don't know what those things are, Google it because I'm not going into Google it. <laughs> um, for me personally, I'm a verse. Um, but the difference is I don't think that I could like be in a relationship or date a bottom because I just don't feel like I don't want to fuck. I don't want to put my penis in you all the time. You understand? Mm. You think that's because you just don't want to be dominant all the time? Is Maybe. that more a sexual thing or a relationship? It's a relationship thing. It's not really a sexual thing because I can take a motherfucker down through there is what I'm saying, but... <laughs> he can, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> she, like, <laughs> look, she pulled my Carfax one day and that's all we're going to say. <laughs> that's all we going to say. That's all we're going to say. Woo! It's getting hot in here. Get your oil changed. Um, <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> Where was I at? You done threw me all the way off. <laughs> I asked you if, if it was about being dominant. I think that's more so what it is because I want to be like the more submissive one in the relationship to an extent. Mm-hmm. To an extent. Because I'm also the type where I cannot have nobody that's like more outgoing and more like out there than me. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean. Like and and I'm not and I'm not saying that it's like uh, I can't be with somebody that's more flamboyant than me or anything like that because that shit I don't care about. We all some sissies, so what the like? <laughs> it don't matter. So for me, it's more so. Um, I just don't uh, like. I want to be the one to have. I like. I want to be the one to get rowdy on behalf of my nigga. Like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that. I, that's what I want to be. Mm-hmm. We talking about sex though, right? Well, I mean, honestly, that's a great segue into gender roles because I always Mm. wondered, I I mean, I can speak for myself because while I am bisexual, bisexual, (laughs) are you a homosexual? That lives rent free in my mind. (laughs) But no, I am bisexual and I know it's going to sound crazy as fuck, but I'm also heterosexual. Okay. As far as my relationship. And gender norms. So, I subscribe to some of them. I do too. At this point, y'all know, I'm not taking out. If there's a man in the house, not taking out the trash. If you don't know the sidewalk rule, you can't be my nigga. Like, no. There, so, there are certain things I subscribe to. And I recognize that, like, paying on the first date and stuff like that is a bit different. I think for me, it's a given. If a man asks me on a date, I'm not paying. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, well, did I ask him? No, I might, I might position myself to pay, but if he don't be like, hey, get that out of here, I got you. No. Versus y'all, I think it's more acceptable, like, because you're the same sex, the gender roles don't hit the same. And I don't think it gets talked about 
enough because we talk about heterosexual gender roles all the time, but none of us really know anything about gay gender roles. And I don't even mm-hmm. know if you guys even have them that much in the same way that we do. I think it depends. Like for me, um, I am attracted to, I don't want to say attracted to, I will be in relationships with more feminine women. Um, I, I changed that because like I, f- I can find damn near anybody attractive based mm-hmm. off of whatever else. Um, but like as far as relationship dynamics, um, I prefer more feminine women. Like I want you to go get your nails done. Like I want you to have all that stuff. Do that. Um, I take. I don't want to say I take pride in, but I I enjoy doing the taking care of things. Like I'm the hands-on, uh, stereotypical stud that's gonna be at Home Depot all the time. Like I'm gonna fix all the shit. I'm not Home Depot. Carpenter. <laughs> Carpenter and Carpet Muncher. Rich, what is that? <laughs> What's going on? Home Depot, a.k.a. Studs R Us. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I be alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I enjoy doing stuff like that, fixing the stuff, carrying the stuff. Um, she does, y'all, and I'm not going to lie. She really does, even with her friends. Like Even with your female <laughs> friends, you do that. Yeah. You are you are just a, a fucking gentleman. Those those kind of dynamics, <laughs> you know, I enjoy doing those things. Um, so as far as like gender roles, like, okay, you have valet trash. We're following you. Come on. If I'm there, I'm taking the trash out. You like can put the trash right there. <laughs> right, you know, it kind of makes you know an apartment in an apartment setting. It kind of changes right. those dy- dynamics a bit. Um, but like carrying stuff. Um, the woman that I'm dealing with right now, it's like, if she pulls up to the house, she's going to say, Hey, I'm here. I'll go get her stuff from the car. Like she's not carrying anything but her purse, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) stuff like that. Um, but as far as the relationship dynamic, um, I don't want to be the person that like makes all the decisions. I want your feedback. I want your input. Like I want that when I'm dealing with something, I can turn to you. Like I don't, you know. And I think the what what do you call it? Like patriarchal dynamics. I think it's selective for me. There are certain things where I'm like, okay, yes, this is me. Don't even touch that. And there are other things where I'm like, no, I want you to be involved in this. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm similar in the way that, like, yes, in a relationship, I want to be the one who's more, I don't know, traditionally submissive. But at the same time, like, nigga, let me do some of this shit, too. Like, Mm. so I think that's where I kind of fall outside of the norm is, like, let me get your door in. Like, I don't mind getting your door, nigga. Like, even (laughs) though you fucking me, like, yeah, I'll get your door. Yeah, I'll pay for the meal. Like, yeah. Because to me, that, that makes me feel like more, not emasculated. What's the opposite? Like Masculine. empowered. Mm-hmm. Masculinity wise, I guess. <laughs> that helps me feel more empowered. Like it helps, like that makes me feel like more of a man if I'm helping my nigga out. Mm. So I don't, I don't think that. And I think that we should, especially gay men, 
we should like not subscribe to that. Like, oh, if you're the submissive one, then you have to be the female, quote unquote, in the relationship. Yeah. No, we both niggas. Like, you want me like, yeah, you fucking me. Yeah, I'll go get the groceries out the car. <laughs> I sure will. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? I love you. Of course I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I mean, I would do it too. Don't get me wrong. I think there's like this weird idea that at least for like straight women that if we're submissive, then we're just never touching a doorknob ever. And I'm like, I will touch the doorknob. <laughs> I'll touch the doorknob, but you gotta be doorknob touch worthy, nigga. Like you don't just get doorknob touching. Thing. That's the thing. <laughs> and I don't need to feel like like you. Like I don't need to be empowered by doing things for my man i need my man to do things for me so that i feel comfortable doing for him gotcha because Mm. in my eyes and i think this is hard for a lot of people to grasp but in my eyes i can't do too much for a man because for heterosexual men they have like this agency and being able to choose so Mm. even if i'm choosing him and i'm doing all these things it, none of that matters unless he chooses me back. It's like I'm doing okay. all this stuff. I might be opening the doors. I may be fucking when he wants to. I might be courting him. Maybe I'm taking him on dates and paying for dates. But none of that shit matters unless he chooses me. Because he could still be having 17 other bitches do that. I, I don't necessarily see that as like a heterosexual thing, though. Like, regardless of who you're with, that person is going to have to choose you back. Yeah. I know, but I I I only say it's different because... For us, it is natural for if a man wants you, for him to court you in that way. So if mm-hmm. you're doing the courting, or if you're doing that type of, um, if you're, like you're taking pursuing. care and pursuing a mm-hmm. man who isn't courting you, then in a very roundabout way, you're most likely getting played. Like, yeah, because how do you know if he likes you? Yeah, like how do you know if he likes you if he's not opening the doors? If he's not taking out the trash, like if he's not, you know, following or not, the cycle. how do you how how do you know he cares about? Yeah, you? how do you how do you know how he values he respects you, you and respects respects you? you is a better word. So yeah. that's how I feel like it's different. Now, when I say that to guys, they're why are following you. <laughs> the cat <laughs> is going <laughs> wild. Is I'm about to lock him in the room. But the point is, I don't. I don't. When I explain that to guys, they just don't get it. It's always like, well, why can't you do for me if I'm doing for you? And I'm like, you have to understand, you got to put me in a position where I want to do for you. Because even me doing stuff for you as like a heterosexual woman is submission. Submission Mm. isn't just me like listening to what you say and following your fucking rules or sucking dick when you want it. Like really, (laughs) submission to me is like paying for your haircut because I love you. And because you show me that you're good for it. Okay. That's submission for me. So if you aren't showing me that I could give you that in like a, a, a way that's full of like trust that you're choosing me back and showing me through like all your actions that you want me, then I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to like I have to have that assurance first before I can give in that way. Okay. I guess that's weird. I had that conversation today with somebody actually because i was telling her i was like yeah um if he's not paying for any of my upkeep he can't be my man and she was like 
well, why can't you be independent? Why can't you just take care of yourself? And I, I told her, I was like, I take care of myself, though. Mm-hmm. I handle everything over here. All my upkeep, everything about me, I deal with on my own. So if I have a man coming into my life, I need him to be an asset, not a distraction. I need him to bring something to the table. I need him to take something off my plate mm-hmm. in one way or another, whether that's getting a lash done, paying a bill, cooking a dinner, something. Because if you're not like adding to my life and making life easier, I don't necessarily feel like I need you around. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. How do you feel about like the financial stuff? Like for me, you know, in a lesbian relationship, if I'm, we were saying, we were saying courting, if I'm courting you, um, I'm going to get the check every time. But like once we get further, then it's like, all right, this is 50-50. Like, do you see it the same way? Um, I think once we're in a relationship and we are married, then we are in a partnership. So it has to reach marriage first. Not necessarily marriage. I think it has to reach a level of commitment. Where it's like, um, I know my 50 isn't going towards you and another bitch. Genuinely. That's really what it is for me. Like, I know my 50 mm. is going towards something, an investment. Mm. It's not just me going half with you because... You feel like it's 2023 and bitches just need to go half. Like, no. Like, I understand this is an investment because there's men out there who, who I will go 100%. 100%. That's true. So if I'm going half with you, most likely you're my man. Most likely you are my real life. You're my man. We're moving towards something in the future. And I think in marriage, for me, I don't mind. I'm not splitting the bills down to the penny. Mm-hmm. However, we can work together to, to keep everything moving and in motion. But in the beginning, if a man thinks I'm finna split the bills or pay for shit, which mind you, I have before, because mm. something about me just attract broke niggas. <laughs> but I think I just like take care of them. I'm a natural nurturer. But anyway, you are. Yeah, you are. <laughs> but anyway, I'm not innately going to do it. I'm just not. You know what was interesting me? Interesting to me, like in the situation I'm in now, um, she was like, when it comes to finances, the one thing that I'm not going to pay for is like the rent or the mortgage. Mm. Like she wants a house. Like she wants to know that where she lays her head every night is secure. Mm. Everything outside of that, she's like, yeah, I'll help. Mm. I'll pitch in. I'll pay. But she's like, the house where I'm going to lay my head every night, I want that taken care of. I was like, I said, so if you were making more than me, the only bill that would make sense or the only bill that you would need me to pay is the mortgage. She's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. To me, I'm just all about what's fair. Like, mm. if I know you making, like, let's just say this. If you're making 200000 a year and I'm only making 50000 a year, yeah, I'm expect you to pay the bulk of the fucking bills. And yeah. they're like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> yes, I am going to expect you to pay most of this shit. Because it's unfair for me to pay equal what you're paying. So to me, when people are like, oh, this what's equal is what's best. Not to me. What's fair is what's fucking yeah, best. Yeah, sometimes equality doesn't, it's not the same as equity. Right. Like, mm-hmm. if you're making more, then you have to think you're probably going to take on more. But also... If I in that situation, if I'm making two grand or two hundred grand a year, 
I'm not gonna fuck with someone who is making fifty trillion yeah. a year. Because I need you, and that's was my other point for tonight, or not tonight, but when I was talking today earlier, is that I was like, I need someone who can treat me how I treat me. I need you to be on that playing field. Because if you can't handle the lifestyle I want to provide for myself, I don't think we're equally yoked. That's fair. With men, for me, it's different. Like, I could, if I was making 200 grand a year, I don't know about 50, but if you're making, <laughs> like, I don't know, a cool one. Like, like, like <laughs> You're making a cool 100k a year like yeah that's fine like to me it's i'm not hung up on the the financial part of it i guess um because i feel like if that's if that's your job and that's your passion and you're good at it then do what you like to do mm-hmm. but treat me how i treat me period that's fair i'm actually, i'm actually not like fussed about finances in terms of like the comparison like if you talk about patriarchal expectations and stuff like that, like there's a provider, blah, blah, blah. Um, if I'm with a woman and they make like three or four times more than me, I don't care. Like, I want to see you succeed. I'm going to support you regardless. Yeah. Like, that doesn't bother me. It doesn't make me insecure in any way. You know, like, I got you. I'm in your corner. Whatever you need. You know, like if I'm in a relationship with you, I'm gonna support you regardless. Well, I had a thought on the finance tip, but we took a little break and I forgot about it. So um <laughs> I'm just gonna say this. To each his own. Everybody has their own thing with gender roles, mm-hmm. finances. Find somebody that fits you. Stop mm-hmm. trying to change everybody else. And learn where you can you compromise. Want. Yeah. Learn where you can compromise and where you can't. Yeah. Because you don't need to be with somebody like if you hell bent on like not paying shit ever, then you probably don't need to be like trying mm-hmm. to be with somebody who's also hell bent on not paying shit ever. Yeah. Yeah. Find somebody that works for you and matches you. And stop trying to make people conform. I'm tired of men trying to think I'm gonna conform to that manosphere shit. Go to hell. <laughs> Go straight to hell right now. So just to switch gears, um, with our Closing out soon, too. Um, I just wanted to know what advice do you guys have for someone who is experiencing a gay awakening or who is finally realizing that they may be queer or a part of the community? Like, how could they best go about embracing themselves and also revealing that to people around them? Um, I would say lean into it, first of all. Second, I would say find yourself a safe space Um, because sometimes it's like the reason you haven't explored those things is because you don't have a safe space or because, you know, you feel like you're going to be judged by whatever else or whoever else. Um, Like that held me back for the longest time was my mother's acceptance. (laughs) So I would say find yourself a safe space. Um, and then once you do lean into it, you know, it's definitely not, I mean, yeah, it's 2023, but it's not safe for everybody. Like, for example, if you're a trans person, it's not Mm -hmm. safe for you in many places, Mm -hmm. you know, they put in all types of legislation in place to make it not safe. Um, so yeah, find yourself a safe place. For me... I would say get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm. 
because that's just how life is going to be. But also know that there are so many people out there that love you for who you are. Like, Mm -hmm. don't be scared to come out just because you think that people are going to hate you because that's not going to be the case all the time. Like, there are lots of people. There are support groups and shit out there for people. Like, there are online groups um, for some people. Move away if you got to. Yeah. Isolate yourself from people. Isolate yourself from people who are not healthy for you. Mm-hmm. And surround yourself with those people that care about you and love you for who you are. Because it's not easy. It's, thank God that I had, like, a, a success story. My coming out story was a success story. But even still, I struggle with talking about, like, um, talking about my sexuality with, like, like my grandparents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, when they're like, oh, who, like, who are you dating? No one. Mm-hmm. And that's I just leave it at that because at the same time I'm not and I'm and I'm not ashamed of who I am, but it's no one's business. Right. My personal life is just that my personal life, and also make it a norm to lie to people who ask too many questions about your personal <laughs> life. Like there's no shame in that. Like no, you don't know me, and you're asking shit about my personal life. I don't have to tell you everything. And that's not you being closed off. That's you protecting your peace. So mm-hmm. protect your peace. Yeah. yeah. Protect your peace. I was actually um, listening to a podcast either this week or last week. Um, and one of the people, I'm trying to remember the name of the podcast. Can I shout out another podcast mm-hmm. if I remember? Um, it's it a British one, of course. Um, two Two's podcast. Um, it's two, like, lesbian women. Um but they were talking about one of them has a child, has a daughter, and they were talking about how you know they have like these transgender children in the in the child's school, and they had like an assembly or whatever. Um, but they had a few examples, and you know, okay, this child is now going by she or whatever else. Um, but one of the things they mentioned was how one of the examples they used to like describe a transgender child was like in they were talking about how that person was how whatever person they used in the example was like bullied right and i think it's dangerous to also to always associate lgbt community with like negative experiences yeah mm-hmm. um because that's that's really not everything like yes we see the negative things you know that's what that's what goes on the news you know we don't want to have children be bullied and i think that's where a lot of our parents come from when we come out is they don't want us to be bullied um some of that is like old-fashioned blah 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 um but i think to all it's important to focus on the positives like in the community there is so much positivity there's so much love there's so much like acceptance and welcoming so i think not focusing on those negative things is important. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That was beautiful, actually. It was. Thank you, Rich. <laughs> Let me come in with some uh, ratchetness. In the words <laughs> of the great T.S. Madison, be yourself, bitch. <laughs> That's it. Just be yourself. That's how I feel about it. I'm not too in it yet. I'm still getting there. But I Wait, can I say something real quick, yeah. though? Lastly, what I want people to really take from this is if you are struggling to come out, just remember this. You only have one life to live. Mm 
and think about how you want to live it. Do you want to live it in fear? Do you want to live it hiding? Do you want to live it being ashamed of yourself? No, you don't. You don't. So do what you got to do. And you know what you have to do. We uh, no one no one else can tell you how to come out. You have to you have to make yourself come out. Yeah. And that's all I can say. Yeah, I know that's right. Yeah, like if you if you're a kid, I don't know how many I don't know what the demographics of the people. Ain't no listen children listening to this. If you're a child and listen to this, go home to your mother. Stop. <laughs> Get off of here. Yes. Okay. Go I'll, play I'll say this. Not if you're a kid, but if you're living in your parents' house, if you're living under someone else's roof, and you know, like their beliefs are completely different, um, and you won't be safe if you come out. You know, get yourself set up, get out, and then come out. Yeah, yeah be smart about it, guys. <laughs> Have a strategy for sure. I saw that on. Um, there's an actual a, a TikToker who has gay children, and he basically like promotes all these ways that a, a LGBTQ child can be safe mm-hmm. in coming out. And he's always like, "Well, if you don't have a plan or or like a strategy, and you know your family is going to maybe disown you or be violent towards you." You need to develop that before you mm. come out. Yeah. So that way, okay, if you don't have a safe place to go, you need to figure out what that's going to be before you come out. Yeah. Even though we know it's hard to yeah. stay hidden. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast and having this conversation with me. I know it's like... I don't know why I thought it would be so touchy, but you guys are so fucking flamboyantly gay. (laughs) It makes so much sense. Um, I'm still figuring out my own shit. Hopefully I end up with a man. You know, who knows? Maybe 10 years from now, I decide I want to be with a lady for real. Okay. um. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm just talking shit at this point. Um, Yeah. Thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. If you don't follow us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram, okay? It's really popping over there. Also, TikTok, eventually I'm going to get it together. We have a TikTok. The link is in the Instagram bio. So follow on Instagram. The app will be in the show notes. Um, yeah, do you guys have any closing, like, goodbye? You want to, sh- like, shout out anything? Be true to yourself. Yeah. Be here and queer. Period. All right, then. Until next time. Yay. Bye. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.